Hello, and welcome to A Tale of Two Bookworms. My name is Tony. I'm Kailea. And today we will be reviewing Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. This is from the inside cover. After receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin, Noemi Taboada heads to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside, unsure what she will find. Noemi is an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante more suited to cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. But she's also tough, smart, and not afraid. Not of her cousin's new English husband, a stranger who is both menacing and alluring. Not of his father, the ancient patriarch who seems fascinated by Noemi. And not even of the house itself, which begins to invade Noemi's dreams with visions of blood and doom. Noemi's only ally in this inhospitable place is the family's youngest son, but he too may be hiding something dark, for there are many secrets behind the walls of High Place, as Noemi discovers when she begins to unearth stories of violence and madness. Mesmerized by this terrifying yet seductive world, Noemi may soon find it impossible to save her cousin, or even escape this enigmatic house. Dun dun dun! All right. Very well done. Kailea? Oh, don't you start again. First thoughts. Ha ha ha. Um, hmm. I, overall, I liked it. It's mostly the, the ending. I mm-hmm. don't find her writing immersive. I didn't find that I was brought into the world very much, which is funny because in book club, they, the general consensus what is that it was very descriptive and people yeah. were in there, which I found really surprising. I know. I, I didn't find that at all. It, yeah, me neither. I overheard that. Because uh, I, I was rubbing your feet <laughs> at the time that you were doing your book club. And I was flabbergasted by that. I thought um, basically the same thing. I thought as far as descriptions go, especially in the first 200 pages, mm-hmm. the writer, um, I thought she just wasn't doing it. You know? Yeah. Like I thought she just wasn't describing anything other than uh, the, the protagonist, mold. well, the mold <laughs> and the, the, the clothing worn by Noemi. Yeah. You know, like great detail into every outfit she wore. Yeah. But for the first 200 pages, it's like, I can't picture the, I can't picture the, the place they're staying in. I can't picture um, the, the town that it's in. I can't picture what the other people look like, you know? Yeah. Except that they're white. Yeah. Yeah. Which she's not. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was funny that you mentioned the dresses, though, how descriptive she was of the dresses, which she was, but mm-hmm. because I'm not familiar with any of those styles, I still had mostly a blank picture in my head. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, I did, like, colors, obviously, I knew, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And some things I did look up, but, I mean, do I want to be looking up her outfits every time they're described? <laughs> not really. Yeah. I was also at work, so. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, um... The first, would say, two-thirds, three-quarters of the book were very slow. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. Oh, I, I, know, I know I didn't. The first 200 pages, I was I was shaking my head. I was... I, I think I kept, at least when you were around, I kept putting it down and going, ah, oh, like very obviously looking for attention because <laughs> I found it so boring. And uh, nothing and was really happening. Nothing was happening. She was just a little bit of a whiny brat and complaining about things. Mm-hmm. 
I'm refusing to to follow any any rules yeah, or suggestions. Like, please just don't being, smoke in the in your room. Well, oh, I'm gonna smoke me. in my room. Yeah, like <laughs> who cares about about anyone else? If I want to do something, I'm gonna do something. Yeah, which is also funny because that was one person's favorite part of her personality. Oh, really? Was that, um, do you remember how? Because she she was as like a very strong personality that she, if she didn't agree with somebody. Uh, she like she didn't do what she was told and no she didn't and they in the book club at least it seemed like they thought that made her a strong woman but i just thought it made her really cocky and disrespectful and like you said kind of bratty yeah like if mm-hmm, <laughs> i'm sorry too. but if any if i'm hosting anyone in my house and i tell them no smoking and they decide to smoke in the room they're not staying in my house <laughs> it's just i find it extremely disrespectful i would not do that to somebody else and she didn't follow any of the rules and like yeah okay they were creepy they were not just creepy they were villainous and evil but still but she didn't know that no she didn't that's exactly the the first night there and and yeah okay they're like oh we don't speak spanish and there was all the things about the the superior racism whatever in the books that she kept finding and Mm -hmm. how howard was saying about the the interbreeding whatever and it's like it's disgusting and they're not good people but but there were still rules and it wasn't her house yeah i i agree so it's like if you if you have a problem with it stay somewhere else or yeah the take your cousin and run i didn't find her character to be endearing i i didn't i didn't enjoy her character very much like i um yeah but Going back to how, you know, we found the first 200 pages boring, kind of poorly written. And I remember sitting there going like, but then it's like there's a switch as soon as you hit like 200 pages, as soon as you hit that, boom, it picks up all of a sudden the writer starts using all this descriptive language and it's exciting. And really the last 100 pages uh, save this book and made it yeah. quite an enjoyable read overall yeah i don't think i could put it down when i got to no that. once it got there i was like "Ooh, <laughs> you know yeah this was my first gothic book was it your first gothic book too um or have you read other ones you know i don't think i have really re- read any others um I-, I did look it up like what makes a book a gothic book as opposed to a horror book and based on the description i read i don't think i've read anything that could be uh that could be counted as a gothic right. book before. I know I haven't. And so for me, all of the, the tropes were new. Mm. And some, somebody in the book club mentioned that she knew what was going to happen because it was so like formulaic and okay. so typical of gothic literature. And I was like, well, it was new for me. So I found it really exciting. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh it made, uh, you mentioned they're doing either, is it a series or a movie based on this? I think it's a se- series. TV yeah. Series. That I was very excited for. Yeah. Uh, after finishing, I was like, yeah, this is a good enough plot. Like at the end, there's enough going on and it's, um, it's not unique. Nothing really is, but it's, it's different enough. That I uh, I really haven't read anything like it the last hundred pages, anyways. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, and because she's not a very at least I didn't find descriptive storyteller, and I wasn't immersed in it. I think 
that visual storytelling that comes from TV mm. would be so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to have some music added in. Because there was no point where I felt creeped out. There was no point that I felt like um, scared at all in the entire book. I did not. There was not one moment that... I was afraid to go to bed after. Do you cetera, do you ever find that with reading though that you get you get scared, or or maybe a little unsettled? Well, I can't remember the last time I read a, a good horror. Yeah. When I first read Dracula, mm. I think it was the first chapter or two. When I was, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't go to sleep. Dracula's gonna climb up through my window." Oh <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I've ever been frightened of of reading a book before. No, I'm pretty sure I have. Because when it's That's good, cool. it, if like if it's if the writing's good enough that you're immersed in it and you're actually living it, then there's no way it can't affect you. But That's the writing cool. has to be that good. Mm -hmm. It has to suck you in that much. That's really cool. I I, I want to read more scary books now, just so I can <laughs> actually be scared. <laughs> um, we we have we have a friend who is the polar opposite of us on this book. Uh, they read the book, really didn't like the last 100 pages, and really liked the first 200 pages because... Uh, Which friend was that? That's that's Tara. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> she loved the first 200 pages, and then, and then for the second bit, she was like, eh. That's so funny. So funny. Well, it's, it's interesting, like, how different we all... Mm -hmm. Like, all of our opinions are so different, how we walk away from a story what we like and what we dislike and yeah it is a lot of the time well no sometimes tara and i have we like the same books for the same reasons and sometimes we hate them for the same reasons but like mm -hmm. with hey nostradamus yeah you both loved it and, and that's like the only book tara and i both love <laughs> is it uh no it's not the only one but lately in our conversations it's been like i loved it i hated it i hated it i loved it you know <laughs> Yeah, but, but I mean, like everyone's different. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're looking for different things in in books, and I like like the things that get me the most are things that make me think and make me wonder, mm -hmm. and like what's what's going to happen, how is this going to end, the things that that pull it along. Yeah, I was gonna say instead of descriptions, but we're just talking about exit the actress and. I mean, how did that pull it along? It wasn't wondering how it was going to end, but it was still pleasant. I think for Exit the Actress, when we, we talked about this last week, was it, it came to us in a good time in our reading. Yeah. Because we had both read such sad or, or bad or just, yeah. you know, and then we came across this happy, fun book and it was, it was a good, good yeah. ray of light for both of us. Yeah. So I don't know what... Yeah thinking about it now i don't know what appeals to me most in a book hmm. for me um i i know i'm a big fan of adventure i like i like it when i have fun reading mm -hmm. I, I also have realized i do tend to like things that are a little twisted um in what way uh things that are are weird that are a little uh effed up you know i i tend to like that sort of thing I found okay compared compared to some other people that sure. I, I, I know but you know everyone's different yeah and uh doing this podcast uh accelerating our reading as we've been doing during this pandemic yeah. uh, I think we've both been reading a lot more well I know we've been reading a lot more than we ever have and we've been expanding the kind of things we read 
which is I don't know about that. I I definitely have been there. I would never have read The Glass Hotel <laughs> prior to this <laughs> pandemic, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> I don't know. I've always been the type that if someone gave me a book that I would read it regardless. Well, you're, you're just very open. Open. Yeah. You're <laughs> always like most of my books are either library sale or inherited or a gift. <laughs> I yeah, still have so many books from the library. You know, that's my favorite thing. You get a, a box of book for a, li- for a library. For wow. a library. For you a li- give one library, you get one <laughs> box of books. <laughs> uh, for, for a dollar anything you can carry for a dollar when you hit the end of a library sale because they just want to get rid of their books Mm -hmm. so i'd have bags and boxes and scoop up and you end up with a lot of books which i still haven't completely read or my aunt's books Mm -hmm. when she passed away i got all of them which are mostly romance and murder mysteries (laughs) and for me i i I researched the books that i i buy and uh i i'm usually in the bookstore uh, on my phone, like looking at Google reviews and going through the list I have of yeah. books to look for. So, whereas if I'm in a bookstore looking at a book, I'm like, "Where's the nicest cover? Exactly. Which one's the most interesting cover? Mm-hmm. And do they ever let me down? No. No. <laughs> you judge books by cover, and you are rarely wrong. You are rarely wrong for it. Yeah. Well, I I told you my theory about the the yes. covers in the books and why you can judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the listener your theory because <laughs> oh, they don't know. Well, they can not know. I will pair. I will paraphrase just for no, their benefit. <laughs> no, it's because like the cover's chosen for a reason, because that's the best way to express the contents of the book. Mm-hmm. And I find I didn't like different covers for different countries, but I don't know. I find that it's pretty accurate. Well, because if somebody takes the care. For their cover, mm-hmm. they probably took care for what's inside as well. Ah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Possibly. Maybe they just have a really nice cover. Or they're artist. really into marketing. I mean, like the Glass Hotel with the cover that I saw, I never would have bought that book. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems indicative of the con- contents. Not Ugh. based on what's actually in the cover, but just that the cover's not appealing and the book wasn't appealing. No, no. Anyways, go back to Mexican Gothic before I... Oh my gosh, we were talking about Mexican Gothic. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay, uh, we talked a little bit about the main character, Noemi. Let's talk about uh, Virgil. Virgil. Oh yeah, he's supposed to be super handsome. But we there's no description of what that handsomeness looks no, like. No, just white. Yes. Although, it's funny because the, the family is British mm-hmm. or English descent, Um a bunch of them are born in Mexico, but never learn Spanish for whatever reason. Yeah. they're the whole thing about not mixing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, that how many people in my book club didn't know that they were like English, English, like white English people from England. What did they think they were? Just Mexicans. Oh, oh. In denial that had gone to gone to England. There, there were a couple of people that thought they were Mexicans that had gone to England and been had come back to Mexico and were trying to deny that part of them. And like, Where on earth did they get that? There was a lot of things that happened in book club, and I'm sorry if any of you are listening to this, but I, I was really wondering Interesting. Where, where these ideas came from because I did not pick up on any of that. Interesting. Yeah, because, no, they're, they're English. Yeah. Huh. Um, they brought their their mining equipment in the early 1800s. 
Um, Sometime in the 1800s, yeah. they brought their mining technology. This is actually a true thing that it is the Cornish, I think it, from Cornwall. Is that right? Anyways, there's somewhere in England that had really good mining equipment for sil- for silver mining in the day that they brought that technology to Mexico to open up the mines and, and increase production there. So there actually is. Um, the book takes is, is modeled after, what is it, Real Monte? Oh uh the the town yeah right? the the real town which is an actual ex-english silver mining town yeah which has a little bit like they have when i looked it up they have some english customs that are in the town which is i don't know it's it's interesting how things blend mm-hmm. yeah it is okay um so in in my research for this book uh i looked up what i usually do with i look up the title of the book and i look up reading guide and in the case of this book, <laughs> there there was a reading guide written by the author. And at when I first read this book, I was bored. And then it got to the last 100 pages and my opinion changed. And I was like, ooh, what an exciting book this turned into. And then I read the reading guide and my opinion changed again. Uh, just because I, I struggled with some of the things that the writer did in the reading guide. Um, specifically, so the title, you know, Mexican Gothic, we both agreed that this book didn't, there was nothing about it that was very Mexican other than it does take place in Mexico, but the fact that the lead character is is Mexican and and then goes to an English manor that happens to be in Mexico, like what about it was Mexican? Yeah. Um, I mean, the tincture was Mexican. (laughs) <laughs> gets it from the old lady yes. and the doctor was well one of the doctors the town doctor was mexican mm-hmm. but it could have been anybody they could have been in south africa they could have been in yeah Korea. I mean, it they used to be a british in... mining t- town most of the characters are british they even make mention that the soil that they brought over to build the castle on is british it could have taken place in britain it could have taken place anywhere at any time could have been too. canada could have been I mean, whatever. It was, yeah. And then the there author... There was a, a bit of a complaint that there wasn't enough mm-hmm. Mexican-ness No, in it. and there really wasn't. I would say, like, not even 5% of the book yeah. ha- had any sort of Mexican influence. Um, the author also suggests that the book and the title references not just kind of the ghosts that are in the house uh, of the family, but ghosts of sufferers of colonialism. And I did not get that from the book at all. Like, I, I didn't see that as, as part of the story at all. And I don't know why the author threw it out there that that it is part of the, the world or the story. I don't know. I didn't pick up on that either. The only things, the, the really strong thing was the issue of racism that she was very, especially in the first part of the book, it was very much Howard is... We're going to be incestuous because we don't like brown people. Yeah. It's like, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. You and just... I, like, I started to get uncomfortable with that. I was like, is this part of the horror part? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is this... Yeah. Why is <laughs> That's this about part as uncomfortable as I got from the book. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I wondered why that was necessary, if that was part of the, the trying to be creepy and horror, but... Was that a necessary component besides explaining the incest? 
I don't think so. I don't think it was necessary. I thought it was a little, it was a little odd flavor in there. Yeah. The uh, obsession with their, their obsession with eugenics. Mm-hmm. You know. So maybe that had to do with the post-colonialism, but the the British never colonized Mexico. No. No. Exactly. It was the Spanish mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing that this book has quite an obsession over is uh, the symbol of an Ouroboros. Oh, yeah. Like, constantly. You might want to explain what that is for... Uh, an Ouroboros is basically the image of a snake devouring its own tail. Uh, the suggestion of an Ouroboros is uh, like infinity or, or um, you know, what is it? Infinity? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Darn it. I, I did and I is. forgot. <laughs> I, I know what it is too. Where did um, it originally come from? Did you look that up? Or is this like a commonplace thing globally? It is fairly commonplace, I feel. Um, I mean globally. Like, I mean really glo- globally. Can you find it in India and in China and Japan and Australia? I don't know. Australia I don't know. Mauritius and... Kenya, like, I, <laughs> how common is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Tony, you've let me down. <laughs> oh, I know. And I, I feel like I, I let everybody down because it probably shows up in this book. I'm going to say a conservatively lot. every three, four pages. Yeah. Yeah, that might lot. be right. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, yeah, it's in every window. It's in the gates. It's in the mm-hmm. mines. It's, it's just everywhere. Yes. Yeah. No, it is. Um. Going back to the reader's guide, there were a couple things the writer put in, which I think I would like for other books. Uh, if, if more writers did this, um, they made a playlist on Spotify. She made a playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I listened to the playlist on Spotify. I hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated it. And I, 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 it didn't. Maybe if I read it during, like, if I listened to it while reading it, it would have been different. But none of the music fit. None of the music is period. This book takes place in the 1950s. All of the music is probably from the last five, ten years. Most of them are updated covers of songs from the 80s. Um, and they're, the, the tone of the music is all the same. And that really made me, you know, cross my arms and go humph. Because <laughs> I, I do like it uh, when music... Um, can can fit with something, and I like hearing. I like it when authors put in little lyrics from songs because it, it puts that like this is a song I was thinking of when right. I wrote it. But all of all of these songs was like poor choice. Next song, poor choice. Next song, poor <laughs> well, choice. Ah, maybe, maybe we just read the book wrong, not as it was intended. And this is possible. Uh, and then the other thing that was in the reader's guide, which really made me question a lot of stuff. Were the paper was the paper doll of Noemi with her various outfits? At least you know what the outfits look like at that point. I guess because <laughs> when you showed it to me, I was like, "Oh, that's what they look like." That's not what I was imagining. Yeah, I, I, but I thought like that's when I was like, "How old? How old are we supposed to be?" Like the readers of this book, are we eight? Are we yeah. nine? Like, why are we playing with Content's paper dolls? too much for, for eight, nine-year-olds. Way too much. But who plays with paper dolls? As eight a... or nine-year-olds. Yeah. So having it as a, as a thing I could print out at home and play with, it's just like, oh. Yeah. Like, 
this book deals with eugenics and incest. The old, and incest and the old man vomits black sludge into the protagonist's mouth like this is not something that i i, I have at the same time as i'm playing with paper dolls it's different phases <laughs> of my life thank you very much you guys are all stuck on that black sludge well it's creepy so you did get creeped out not cre- not creeped out to the point where i was like Ugh, and it kept me up at night but creeped out to the point where i was like cool <laughs> like i don't think it's cool that he did that i just thought it was cool like that as a detail in the book yeah i was yeah. just like gross yeah i liked it <laughs> i thought it was like oh gross cool <laughs> <laughs> like watching a, a good horror movie when the they have a particularly grotesque scene. I was like, sweet. Here, I have a question for you. Yeah. How early on did you figure out that it was the mushrooms? Because <laughs> I was like... Oh, pretty pretty early I... on, right? Mold, oh, mushrooms. There's mold everywhere. That couldn't possibly be making her sick. <laughs> I was like, well, who lets mold grow in their house? Seriously, clean those walls. Oh, obviously it has something to do with that. Otherwise, mm. they would have been cleaned. Mm-hmm yeah no, it's not Ugh. just neglect no it's it was a vital component but that came so soon mm-hmm. that it kind of ruined it almost i think i told you and in, in my review on goodreads that i was like i already knew what the protagonist had to do mm-hmm. the first time it was mentioned that it's in the is under the cemetery that she's in the cemetery whatever yeah and i was like oh i know what she has to do and then when she's finally, like 200 pages later, at the place where she needs to do something, and I'm like, okay, you finally figured it out, do it. Oh, wait, you still haven't figured it out? Come on. It's so obvious. It's been so obvious for 200 pages. Please, just do it. Please. And it still took like five, six pages until she actually solved the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard not to spoil things. But we always engage in spoilers. I know. Oh, ha. I, 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 I. Well, I guess we spoiled it with the mushrooms. Yes, we really did. We spoiled it. We always spoil it. Yeah. Um. But anyways, it's like, set that. I was going to swear. Set that lady on fire already. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Cut it off. Cut it off. <laughs> oh. Oh, for such a smart and strong woman, apparently. Yeah, she she does she does take a while to figure things out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> however, we did enjoy the book. Mm-hmm. I love the ending, and I know some people in my book club hated the ending, but I actually really liked it. What did they hate about it? That it was just like a simple. I think. What did she say? That it was just a, oh, we've escaped and now we kiss. Well, that's okay. But that's I okay sometimes. But she wanted to know more what happened and whatever. And I was like, and then, but then she said, oh, would have that she didn't do that because it would have been a whole another story. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a clean ending. Yeah, it's a really sweet it way to end it. Ties things up. Mm-hmm. The the guy and the girl they get together. Aha! Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bad guys lose. The house burns. More spoilers. Um. Boom. Story's done. Yeah. It was just sweet. Yeah. The, like, I think, what was the last line? She kissed him and the third time was for love. Yeah. And, like, you know, they, they leave it ever so slightly uh, open-ended because maybe a bit of the gloom, that's the infection that 
that's in the house that the mushrooms are all a part of. Maybe the gloom exists in Francis at the end. Francis being the cousin, nephew, whatever. Um, Probably both. But, it, you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily want to read a sequel. It's it's there if you really want to do something with it. Uh, but I liked how it was clean and it was done. And ta-da! Yeah. I uh, mean, I was curious before the ending what her father would have said about everything. Noemi's father. I sure. Mean. Mm-hmm. But I, it wasn't necessary. Not at all. But He's yeah. barely a character, you know? Yeah. And... Yeah, so the house burns, bad people gone, good people saved, including the cousin, Cat- Catalina. Yep, that's true. Catarina? Catalina. Catalina. Yeah. Now I'm getting confused with Exit the Actress. <laughs> <laughs> um, what could have been done better? The descriptions. Yeah. I would have, it would have been so nice to have just been completely immersed mm-hmm. in that house and in this the fog and, yeah, uh, also... More Mexican-ness. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've read a lot of British things oh, in my life. We all have. It's, it's inevitable for our culture. Is you know? it? I don't know. We I can read mostly so. American things. I read a good mixture of American and, and British. I haven't paid attention until this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. This is like that, that challenge on Instagram. It's like, was it six, six books from six, six countries? Six books, six countries, yeah. It's like, oh, now I actually have to think about where these things are from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More Mexicanness and more description. I will say for myself, um, the first 200 pages needs a lot of cleaning up. I don't know if, if I, I don't know, you know, where, where the editors are, but the first 200 pages could have been 50 pages, could have been 100 pages, but there was, there was not enough going on. Uh, in the, the first two thirds of the book, I didn't think there was any suspense built no i didn't think the story was built or the characters were built like i don't know what the purpose was of those first 200 pages i think she was trying to set the setting it, it doesn't take that long especially if you're not going to describe the setting very much you know i don't know i mean it was a house that had a library with moldy books there's a lot of mold yeah everywhere <laughs> That description there was just about as much as we were given. It was like, even in oh, the bathroom there scene. A, there was also a road. <laughs> like the bathroom scene. Like all, the only thing I have pictured of that bathroom is that there's a tub. I have no other. Nothing. Like, the, yeah. the rest of it is just black and blank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's a tub in the bathroom. That's it. Yeah. I have no idea what the room really looked like besides there's a bed and I think a, a nightstand. Yeah. And mold on the wall. Mold on the wall. But like as far as what color was mm-hmm. it? What color oh, and there's was a the bed? Yeah. Um, oh, I know that the, the window doesn't open, huh? No, it doesn't. Win- the window doesn't open. She did say the the color of the room. I think it was a green. Okay. But yeah, like there's just what I found like good writers. You don't notice that you're reading all of this description. It's just mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know how they do it or how to describe it, but it's it's No, it, it seems to fluid. filter in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, we'll do uh we'll do a couple of quotes. Like we said, you know, it wasn't the most marvelous marvelously well-written book, so I don't have many quotes, but here they are, like them or not. A woman who is not liked is a bitch, and a bitch can hardly do anything. All avenues are closed to her. It was easy to kiss someone when it didn't matter. It was more difficult when it might be meaningful. One could construct a hundred different narratives. It didn't make them true. 
And that's all I have. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back next week with another book. Thank you all for listening. My name is Tony. I'm Kylea. And you will hear from us next week. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.